Welcome back to the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, my interview with the duo Missio, Matt and Dave of that. They joined the show to talk to me about some of their latest music and everything. But before we jump into that, I want to tell you guys a little bit about the podcast. You can listen to it on any platform you like, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, any platform you can find Anything Goes with Jackson Neal. But JacksonNealPodcast.com is the official home for every single podcast that I publish. So head over there when you get a chance. So let's jump into this interview I did with Missio. I talk with them about their latest project, The Darker the Weather, The Better the Man. Just the meaning behind that project, um, what was the process like behind recording it? Because they tell me a little bit about about that and just how different it was from any kind of normal album or other album they've recorded. So we talk a little bit about that. Also, how important it was to them since this was their second album, the collaborations they had on there, just all of that great stuff. So here's my conversation with Matt and Dave of Missio. You're in Fort Wayne, Indiana right now, currently on tour. How's that going? It's great, man. We're uh, we're about, I guess, three weeks into the Rad Drugs tour, launching off uh, um, what's going to be a, a pretty massive global tour um, that's going to currently run in through June, but we're, we'll be extending and just, you know, just getting this record out and getting this music to the people, you know, and it's been really fun uh, playing new songs and introducing new new material to the crowd. Mm-hmm. So can you, you have this new record out right now, The Darker the Weather, The Better the Man. Can you just tell me a little bit about it, like the process behind it? Sure. So we, uh, we wrote the record um, basically over the course of three or four different sessions that we um that we planned in between touring the last record and uh the bulk of it was actually done in uh el paso uh in a studio out uh kind of in the middle of it's near el paso which is already kind of secluded in its own way out on, on the edge of texas and mexico um, but uh, this particular studio is on like 40 acres of pecan trees and just really uh, 10,000 acres. 10,000 acres? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. I totally didn't even realize it was that many. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah, so it was really just, uh, you know, a great place to go and be alone. And, uh, we had been journaling uh, the whole time we'd been touring, both in journaling, just thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. And that's how we got started. Awesome. I, so you guys, so you guys journaled throughout tour. What kind of like thoughts and stuff do you guys write down? Pretty much anything, man. I mean, <clears throat> being on tour, you go through a lot of really great ups and a lot of terrible downs. Um, just personally, or I mean, even just things like, you know, you're on a bus with nine people and your your body can hurt after playing show after show after show after show. But um, it's it's really fantastic you know like there's just as far as like keeping up with lyrics and things like that like we're a band that really likes to write how we're currently feeling and so you get a lot of really dark things sometimes but you get a lot of really cool inspirational beautiful things to write about um you uh, one of the things that we've kind of noticed on this tour specifically is we've been meeting a lot of really interesting people just from Uber rides and fans, and they always, I don't know if it's just because of our music or what, but 
they always feel compelled to tell us a bit of their story. And those I find the most inspiring because, um, I mean, we'll get stories, really dark stories about some things that people are going through. And we just came across a guy the other day that um, ended up having just like his brain started randomly bleeding. And he was in a coma for a long time and had to relearn how to talk and walk. And you leave conversations like that and you're just like, I have it so good. Like, it, despite how much we struggle and how we feel and stuff, we have it so good. We have a lot to be thankful for. So when we get to hear stories like that, it really does inspire us to be able to write um, just different lyrics and, and things like that. It's really it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Cha- I mean, with a story like that, it definitely changes almost your perspective on life and everything in that in that case. 100%. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just one story. I mean, we've heard there was another guy that we met in Salt Lake City right before the tour. Um, and this guy, he was retired uh, or about to retire and just decided to up and go and take a journey and just travel to all these different countries and, like, just finally live life for the first time. And so even stories like that, you're just like, wow, people are so interesting. And I I think in an age like today where we're just so isolated and alone, you forget to kind of go outside of your comfort zone, your box, and actually talk to people. Um, But there are a lot of stories and lyrics to be written on, on the people that we get to meet. I think that's so. I think it's so cool. You're able to take that inspiration from from the different people you meet. And I think it's interesting. You mentioned Uber rides too. I think that's something that everyone just kind of you know usually goes in the car and doesn't really talk. But sometimes you strike up a conversation. You never know what you might learn about someone. So true. So so, so true. So I found one thing kind of interesting when you were, when you were mentioning um, when you guys were talking about the making of this of this project. You said about th- it took about three to four sessions. I guess why why did this project kind of come together so quickly? What was it about the material in this one that enabled you guys to do that? Well, we're pretty we work pretty quickly because in terms of the actual execution of stuff because we are we're. Uh, we're a small team. Um, we're pretty self-contained. So uh, Matthew and I, like our studio sessions consist of the two of us and our producer Dwight. And then that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much all of the, uh, uh, the people that are in the room. And so we just kind of, um, our typical process is about, we'll come in and we'll, we'll spend a couple of days on a song. Uh, sometimes we'll come in with, um, some sort of musical idea or inspiration or melody or, you know, different different demos are further along. But, uh, yeah, we usually come in and we just get going and, and we don't, we don't kind of do the normal band recording process that kind of you have written all your songs and you go in the studio and then you finish them. We just do them one at a time. And so everyone has, every song is given the full thing and it's start to finish done and then you go to the next one. And so it's, it's an interesting personally having grown up as a as an engineer and a producer in the studio and done it the other way so many times where you go in and cut 12 tracks of drums 12 tracks and then you do the bass it's like uh i think it's really allowed us to kind of make every song um its own uh complete entity um which i'm really proud of yeah just to add on to that too i mean we come in with quite a bit of demos too so it's easy for us to kind of pick pretty quickly and go this song definitely not this song yes we love this song let's work on it 
Um, so it, it really helps as far as like a speed process goes. Most of the time, we're not just coming in and just starting from scratch. Um, a little bit we did on this record, but we do have a lot of previous ideas that it's easy to just kind of build and add on to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think something right there you mentioned that I thought I find really kind of cool and interesting is the whole giving each song that, you know, it's it's time, not just cutting all 12 uh, drum tracks or anything. Because listening, listening to this project, one thing I noticed was that when there was a new song, I was able to really tell. And each song had its own, in some instances, instances kind of a different vibe or a different feeling to it. But I think that that came through on that, giving each song its own time, giving each song its own little, it's, 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 it's very different, it's very unique, but it all fits together if that makes sense yeah definitely yeah definitely <clears throat> so yeah, i think part of that comes comes with um kind of what i was saying earlier as far as like the lyrical content goes we really like to write how we feel and the way that that comes across is we'll have a song like i see you which is a really beautiful and hopeful song and then on another day when we are feeling super aggressive and pissed off, we'll have a song like Temple Priest. And so we're never trying to make a record cohesive per se, um, in the sense that like we want all the songs to sound very similar. Uh, we just kind of make sure that the instrumentation works, but we really want to make sure that this song speaks for itself, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I think it's kind of cool there, those two songs you mentioned, Temple Priest and I See You, just being, there's only one track in between them, and listening to the album, those were, those were kind of two tracks I kind of picked up on when I was thinking about that, with two tracks having kind of different feelings. So I want to touch on the title of this project, The Darker the Weather, The Better the Man. Um, just can you tell me a little bit about why you chose this title for this project? Yeah, definitely. Um, so that the lyric was written, we were on tour last year at about this time, and um, we were driving through East Washington. And a lot of what we do is we'll just notate different things as we're thinking about them, and we have this big list of lyrics or dark things or whatever. And um, for, for whatever reason, I was just overlooking this really beautiful mountains and lake, and it was snowing, whatever. And the lyric, the darker the weather, the better the man, came to my mind. And so I recorded it real quick and then just kind of forgot about it for about a year. And when we were in the studio, um, Dwight, our producer, was kind of looking through this long list of lyrics and things that we were just writing down. And he was like, the darker the weather, the better the man. I really, really like that lyric. What does it mean? And I hadn't really taken the time to actually from what I was thinking during that moment. But um, as I began to think about it, for me, what's cool about that line is it has so many different meanings to different people. And for me, I always find that I have a really difficult time feeling like I'm a good artist unless I am struggling with something or or I'm in a depression or anxiety or whatever. And so the darker the weather, the better the man is very literal to me and that that's how I feel as an artist sometimes, that I always have to be fighting um, the darkness for whatever reason. Um, but at the same time, when you listen to the, the song lyric, it's the darker the weather, the better man, you can take all you want, but not who I am. And so it, it leads it a little bit more hopeful, which is why we kind of kept it towards the end of the record. Um, but it's cool because David has a totally different meaning to it, and we've met other people with totally different meanings as well. So um, it's, I, I love when a lyric or a line has to make you think about what it actually means. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love how for me the the lyric does a couple things for me. Uh, in in that obviously it's powerful. We made it the title of the record. It it, it is like um, it is kind of one of those statements that has balance in it, and I think balance is something that we uh, in life struggle with you know you've got positive and you've got negative you've got the darker the weather you've got these these struggles in your life and then you have the better the man is is the it's kind of the visualization of you coming through adversity and being able to look back at your struggles and and kind of find purpose and kind of find you know see how it created endurance in you see how it created strength in you see how it created wisdom in you um and i in my life in my experience and also looking talking through with matthew and his life like that's something that we both uh you know i guess we both believe i think deep down is that the all the shit that both of us have gone through and uh and will continue to go through honestly uh has has led us to this point which um you know has made us who we are and it's it's really all those struggles that are the foundation of what missio is and how we can even begin to relate to uh the music listeners out there you know it's not necessarily about the music or the sounds it's really about the the uh emotion of it all you know the uh connectedness of music mm-hmm I think that's 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 really cool. You guys like talking about that and the different meanings that it has. Because you know, in my mind, it almost has. I, I was I was looking at it and I thought there was a couple different things it could mean. And I think that's kind of the duality of it that really like allows it to be that that open ended and that able to connect with any any listener how they needed to connect with them. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about music is. There's just so many different ways that it speaks to people. It's really cool to be able to hear those stories back when we get to meet fans at shows. And they'll tell us something, and I'll go, huh, I've never thought about it like that, but that's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's, and I also love hearing you guys, like, how how much the, the different people and the different fans really almost add, you know, add to the music in a way. Like, you tell them, you tell me, like, the stories, how you can listen to them and, like, hear the different things they say, or right there, you know, right there, how they connect with the music. Uh, just, I guess, how much, how much inspiration do you really, guys really draw from other people when you go to make this music? How much does it come from other people instead of just yourselves? I, I think we are very um aware and enjoy um hearing how the music relates to other people well we may have different answers to this because this is a really personal question but like to me like from my experience as a musician this goes back beyond this is my whole life is that it's almost like this uh uh what do you call like almost like an oxymoron where it's like in my experience, the more you kind of focus on expressing yourself in the most authentic way for who you are, and it it actually has a way of relating with people more than if you actually try to say like, oh, I want to, I'm going to write a song. Early days of my career, like as a musician, you spend a lot of time trying to write a song that people are going to like, you know. And I think it's it's a funny thing when you start to realize it's just like when you start to let go of writing songs that people are going to like, people start to like your songs more, you know? So it's a weird... I, I always want to get back to what we feel and what we believe and what we've kind of tested as truth. Those are the things that will ultimately resonate. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think one of the issues with mainstream music is that a lot of the times it's song, and I've been in songwriting sessions like this where you walk in and people go, okay, what do people want to hear? And my belief could be wrong because there's a lot of songs where they do that that are way more popular than will probably ever be. But at the same time, um, we're, we're not looking for the biggest song on the planet, as great as that would be. We're looking to really connect with our fans and really share a message that helps people. And I don't think that you can write a song um, about something that I personally haven't struggled with and expect it to relate, because I'm not going to know. So if I've never dealt with depression and I'm writing about depression, I just don't think that that's going to come across very genuine. However, I do struggle with depression, and therefore the honesty and the depth that we can go lyrically in that moment will speak to somebody who fully deals with depression. They'll go, holy shit, this guy gets me. You know what I mean? So I always, as much as we do love our fans, we try to make sure that they're going to like the songs. We never go into a songwriting session going, hmm, what are the fans going to enjoy? We always go, how can we resonate and relate with this song ourselves first in hopes that the fans are going to come secondary to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think you guys really have your kind of the correct you know, goals out there, like you said, it would be great to have the biggest song in the country, but there's other, there's other more important things that come with that come with music. So just touching on, you know, you have this record out, The Darker the Weather, The Better the Man, that's out right now, you're on tour. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys doing right now, just overall going to the rest of this year? I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We, uh, we've had some really... Uh, cool stuff happen in terms of like our global listeners so like we've i think as of the last month um we've added like 17 countries in the next three months so like really focusing on uh trying to be present and like i said like we kind of alluded to it but since we've been out on tour like it's just pretty crazy how we both feel like we've just been called to like meet and talk to as many people as possible through this music you know and and like We've got we've got gigs coming up in Russia and Czech Republic and Poland and like we've just been talking about what a blessing it is. I mean that's just to name a few, but like to get to go in front of these people, like let's just take Russia for example. We're gonna get to go sing to those people that we see them, you know. And I'm just I'm really uh, I'm really I, I just don't take it lightly, and I'm really excited about it and uh, um, hopeful that we're going to have some really, really cool experiences in the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, I, I think just being halfway through a tour, I, um, something I miss is I don't, I don't necessarily feel very inspired right now just because a lot of fans don't really understand that, uh, when you're on tour, it's not, we're here working, you know, we're not just having a good old time and, and exploring stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of missing, the ability to be able to go and, and see things and mountains and stuff like that because we just don't have time. Um, so that's the, that's the one thing I'm missing on this tour. But uh, to David's point, I'm so excited to be able to get to some of those countries that I've never been to before. And hopefully I'll be able to be inspired by being able to see things I've never seen before. And, um, yeah. It sounds like you guys got a lot going on, so thank you so much. Thank you, man. Again, a big thank you to Matt and Dave for coming on to the podcast. Remember, 
go out and check out The Darker the Weather, The Better the Man. It's a really, really cool project. I like that. I really like the title with that. I like their explanation of that title. Uh, it's also just awesome music. Also, make sure to check them out on tour if they are going to come to a city near you. I have links to all of that stuff where you can find them, follow them, listen to their music down in the description. So go down there and check all that stuff out so you can stay up to date with the latest that Missio is doing. That'll wrap it up for this episode of Anything Goes with Jackson Neal. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can check out Anything Goes, as well as all of my other podcasts, my sports and music episodes, on jacksonnealpodcast.com. That's where you can find everything that I publish. Also, if you liked this interview and you want a little bit of bonus content from it, the bonus content for it is already up on Patreon for my subscribers. If you become a subscriber of my podcast, it's just about three bucks a month, that's basically a Starbucks coffee, um, then you can get access to bonus content from every single one of my interviews, as well as some bonus content from my sports and music podcasts as well. I do this podcast by myself, I host it by myself, I record it, produce it, all of that great stuff by myself, so any little bit of support really, really does make a difference. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram and keep up to date that way, you can check me out at JacksonNeal20. There are links in the description for that as well. I know there's a lot of stuff down there, but you can check me out on those platforms if you like as well. That's everything that I have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next time.